welcome to Bloom with Chelsea Rose. You just heard Sugarmill Slim, and he is my special guest today. I'm going to be interviewing my friend, the person behind it all, Anders LaSource. He is a multi-talented instrumentalist, and he just has this quality about him. He's kind of a muse of mine. I have taken photos of him. I've done a drawing of him. He just has this style and this sass and this generosity, just such a kind soul. And I am just so excited to have him on the podcast. We recorded this conversation through Zoom, so you can watch the video of the conversation if you would like. I will link it in the show notes or you can find it on YouTube. That being said, the audio quality for this episode is not the best. I realize that we probably should have been wearing headphones, but you know, we're just figuring this out as we go. That's what we're doing. And now I have a podcast. It's so it's so crazy. I have a podcast now. And thank you so much for tuning into it. Wow, it's really exciting for me. And there's also a part of me that is a little bit like, wow, this is a thing now. Can I keep up with this? But I will say that I am really excited about it and excited to see where this goes. And I'm glad that you're here. So let's get into it. Here's our interview with Anders LaSource. Welcome, Anders, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And just to give you a little intro, um, I met Anders through the music scene years ago, and um, we ended up playing in three different bands together at one time. That's right. And did some touring together. Yeah, you, I think you joined Easy Love first. Yeah, I was joined Easy Love first. That's right. Well, that's my cat. Sorry. He's just, his <laughs> tail is getting me. He, he's being very friendly. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. I joined Easy Love first. And then you joined Summer Twins. And then I joined Summer Twins originally on, yeah, on drums originally. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was a period there. And then and then I joined and then we were in winter together. Yeah. And we toured in Mexico, we toured the East Coast, the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So we've done a lot of traveling together. Yep. yep. Getting to know each other and just so many great memories. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, that was 2017, I think, when we when I joined Easy Love, and yeah, I mean, I can't even think of how many shows we must have played together over the course of that time. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I miss that. I miss those 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 days. I miss touring. I miss touring. I really miss touring. Yeah, I haven't toured with anybody probably since November, really, and I guess I guess nobody has done much touring since the end of last year, so. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. And also, just to add to your little intro, just want to say like a few words about Anders and why I wanted to have him on my podcast. I just, you have this quality about you that you're just so sincere. 
in everything that you do. And I feel like that really just, and such a kind soul, it really just shows through in all, all aspects of everything that you do. I know all my friends out there who know you will agree with me and be stoked to, to hear you on this podcast. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm stoked to have you here. We always have the best conversation. So I'm excited to just like talk to you today. I, I the, the feeling is 100% mutual. You're one of the most just real, uh, real and kind hearted and warm people that I've ever known and let alone had like the actual opportunity to do things creative with and work with. So yeah, the feeling is totally mutual. Oh, thanks. I've missed you, Anders. It's so good to see you. It's really good to see you. I've missed you a lot. It's been, it's crazy how you can like, like be so, like two, like people's lives can be so intertwined, like yours and mine. We're doing so many things together for such a period of time. And then, and then things happen that, like i don't know it's weird how we can be so connected for a period and then and then not and then separate at some point too i feel like that's just such a natural thing with friendships and just people in your life whether it's like Mm. something that is intentional or not yeah people kind of tend to like flow in and out and it's just like you know there's natural like cycles that's very true and we're definitely in a new cycle now yeah Um, how has quarantine been for you you know quarantine has actually not been all that bad um it's it's i'm i'm here with my girlfriend we have this apartment here in eagle rock and we've just kind of been keeping each other sane i think is i don't i think it'd be a lot harder if we were trying to do it on our own um but i'd kind of moved in here like right before everything started so the timing of it worked out really well and then honestly i've just been just trying to stay beyond that just trying to stay active you know um exercising and trying to stay creative by uh writing and reading a lot and watching a lot of uh this not so much creative on this end but watching a lot of desperate i got really into desperate housewives <laughs> crazy uh was not prepared for that but yeah that that's that's been a recent development which has been which was unexpected nice now i feel like is the time to kind of like dip your toes into like different things exactly you found yourself doing that like i've noticed with myself and with a lot of artists i'm hearing that like it's been kind of hard creatively. Like for me, it's been a little bit more difficult to pick up my guitar. I know. And so I'm just trying not to force it and just kind of like follow my intuition and see where it's guiding me, which has been this podcast. Um, Have there been any new things like opening up for you or like new interests or anything like that? I think recently I'm trying, I'm trying to think I got really in back into i i kind of go in and out of periods of where i read a lot and then i don't read so much but um now with all the free time i've been like i've got like five different books that i'm kind of like slowly working through that's been really nice it's just like there's a couple of biographies 
um, a couple books of poetry, and then one general book on uh, lyric writing that I've been kind of working through. And um, that's, that has been like the, the biggest thing, I think, is just kind of getting back into reading. That's been really enjoyable. But I know what you mean, like having like, not having the, um, the, the spark, the creative spark, or like trying to find that creative spark mm-hmm. can be kind of hard. And, and I think that's a good move, not trying to force it is, I think, important. Yeah, it's also just like a great time to rest. Mm. Like I'm learning how to how to relax because I've never been good at that. I'm and the realizing, same way. Right? I'm realizing how much pressure I've put on myself or how I tend to put so much pressure on myself to like do this and that and you know just like stressing over things when I don't really need to be. I know exactly what you mean. I think that's that's I'm this the same way like I'm much more like comfortable when I'm like almost like have this like agitated frame of mind where I'm like if 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 I'm agitated then I'm productive and when I don't have the ability to be as productive as I'd like it kind of forces me to get into a more relaxed frame of mind which is new yeah totally like uh something i'm not used to it's weird having to learn how to relax yeah like i feel like i'm unlearning yeah i know my, what you mean. my ways you know and mm-hmm. unlearning that mentality of of putting my value and my productivity i feel like that's a big thing in our society and so mm-hmm. unlearning that learning how to be present yeah oh my gosh me too teaching everyone like we're being forced to just like be present and like sit with ourselves and be with ourselves and it's so profound that's a really really good point i think i think if anything that's probably the the thing that i'm taking the most away from this is just when the when the future seems so cloudy and um uncertain all you have is the present right like all that you um can really hold on to is this is this moment right now and it yeah forces you to be very present in in this moment yeah and it's hard like Mm -hmm. for me like i didn't realize it but like the stillness is so hard and just sitting with the present moment and not like putting my attention and my focus, like I tend to just always be thinking about and desiring and longing for like the future and what I want in the future. You know, I've always been a very like both of us, like goal oriented. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like trying to learn to like let that go and just not let it go. You know, I still have goals and things that I want, but not be so focused on that to where I'm not like grateful for the moment in front of me I feel like sometimes you can kind of even push those things away by just like being impatient and being like oh why isn't it here yet why can't I have these things you know yeah like learning so much about patience I'm also like Aries so I'm just like I'm so impatient (laughs) I'm I'm I know exactly what you mean I want this before quarantine set in I had like these very um 
strict, not strict, but like hard-lined goals that I thought I was going to meet. And I had a timeline for them that now has just been completely thrown off. And I think for me, a big part of it is kind of going back to something you said was I put a lot of my self-worth in my productivity, in my, like, I put a lot of my, um, my own value in these things that I was, these, these things that I was creating these, uh, things that I was achieving. And that's not inherently a bad thing, I guess, but like, it's good to find other ways to value yourself and expand like and like find other ways why you can how you can still love yourself beyond just the 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 actual um tangible things that you can show to people yes i love that that's so on point i've been thinking about how it's almost as if like all the things all of that was a part of our identity Mm -hmm. you know like and then now that it's been stripped away from us, we're kind of seeing and being able to ask the question of, well, what's there? What's underneath? Like, what is the true essence of my soul? And yeah. what are my true desires? Like, I'm learning so much about, because I was in the same mindset as you, right? Before all this happened, I was like, all right, t- you know, to my band, I was like, okay, we're going to book the show. We got to get into practice mode. We got to like, uh, 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 step it up. Exactly. Um, But, you know, I just feel like I was just on this hamster wheel, especially being a musician in LA where you're just like, almost feel like you're trying to keep up. Yeah, very much so. Putting out content and keep doing this and that to like keep up and, you know, otherwise you'll be forgotten, which is another like silly fear. Um, But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gosh. that's entire that's exactly it does feel like you're just constantly uh um you you while you're doing this one thing you're thinking about the the next five steps yes and you're constantly living in the future like your mind is always like uh you know the next what you're doing next week and then what the goal is for next month. Um, and literally now my, then my next three months are going to look pretty much exactly the same as today. Yeah. So now like I'm, I'm forced to like, yeah, really kind of strip away a, a lot of those things and answer some questions about myself and really, really like it's, really look at myself and and decide you know maybe answer some questions that that I've kind of been putting off for a while because I I think because because I'm staying I've been staying productive before the quarantine I was staying productive and doing all these things I could kind of put off certain questions about myself and and not and think like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. Well, that eventually is kind of now in a way. So, oh, like, uh, so I'm too in in these questions, um, like how much of what I was doing 
like I'm asking myself, was that coming from my ego or mm. is it coming from my soul desire? Oh, like, who really do I truly want to be as an artist versus like, what does my ego want and feel like yeah. I have to do to, you know, stay relevant and get followers and, you know, all those like pressures. Um, it's been huge for me to, for that to fall away. And I'm really just like, looking at my ego and just kind of like stripping away the petals like one by one and yeah just really looking at myself and what i need to work on and also looking at um looking at the parts of myself that i didn't really necessarily like give myself enough credit for or like mm. you know like honing in on those parts of me that like want to come out and shine but i was like too afraid yeah like discovering new parts of myself that's really cool actually that's really neat that you can like actually i'm I've, i'm really grateful for this time in in a way because i'm i feel like we're learning so much about ourselves that's a really good point too that you bring up like uh the difference between like what you're you know what you're serving right are you serving your the ego or are you serving the soul i think that's a really important uh distinction um because as an artist i think it's all it's first and foremost beyond anything you need to be serving what it is your um soul is trying to say and what it is you because that's what makes you an individual as an artist is 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 what is what is the message that your soul has to mm -hmm. give to the world and how you can express that message through your art versus a lot of the things that that occur when we're serving the ego are, I feel like yeah. when you're serving the ego, you're like catering to what you think uh, the mm. world wants you to be. But exactly, exactly. I think that's entirely it. Like that's where we're we're serving um, this notion of what we think everybody else wants from us. Exactly. And sometimes, sometimes we are we those expectations that we think we feel from other people aren't even there Dude, yes. there they are all totally in your mind but you you justify serving them some way because you think oh this is what people want from me this is what i need to give them whereas in reality it's it's they're all just kind of constructs that you've created for yourself yeah totally mm. you said it so well and um, before we continue on, I just wanted to, like, I wanted to do this in the beginning, but we just, that's how it always is with you. We just jump right into it. Yeah, like, well, I love that. I think that's, like, a, I really, in my, I really, I, I, I don't converse this way with, like, a, with a lot of other people, this freely, I guess. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I think we just have a good connection and a good trusting with each other mm -hmm, to where we've yeah. always been able to just kind of, like, dive deep very much so I, I really appreciate that i do too but for our listeners who aren't that 
familiar with you, um, I would just love to give like a little bit of background on you. Like, can you tell us um, where you grew up and just in a, in a nutshell, like what was your upbringing like? What brought you to music? I, uh, see, I grew up, I grew up basically here in Los Angeles, like in um, the Pasadena area and then uh, kind of Glendale. And then I went to Cal State Northridge and I studied music. Um, I started playing in bands when I was in high school. I started out on the drums and the harmonica and I, I, did that through high school and then I went to study music at CSUN um and basically after graduating I just started playing in bands like as much as I could that was just my goal was like oh I'm just gonna I'm gonna play as much music as much as wide a variety of music as I can so I can just like digest it all you were playing in so many bands at one point. I, I was like, you're always just, which is really cool. You're always like dipping your toes in in whatever opportunities came up. That was that was that was it. it was, I was just I wanted to like explore all the opportunities I could, uh, and and not and be able to say I didn't want to do something because I did it and decided, all right, that's not for me. Um, I wanted to be able to speak from experience, I guess. So, um, yeah, I've, I did that for, gosh, over, well, over 10 years. And when I think you and I met, I was like right in the thick of it. When I joined Easy Love, I was already in, at that time, four other bands, I think. And then by the time we, you and I were in, three bands together at one point I was still in ah uh, gosh just <laughs> too many I'll say even just being in three bands yeah a lot and then you know working too on the side we you know had day jobs and all that so that's like, right exactly yeah you ever experience burnout um on occasion yeah I've definitely there's been periods where like and I, I, I would, I wouldn't, I don't think I recognized it as burnout at the time. I think at the time I just, I thought I was like, I, I thought I was like, oh, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this project. I'm tired of this band. Um, but I think really what it was, was I was just like, just in a very general sense, tired. Um, and I would, I would get kind of down on myself where I was like oh I, I, this is what I want to be doing and why am I why am I tired of this why am I down on myself with this project but it was just I think I was just there were periods where I was um spreading myself too thin yeah. that was that's something that I only kind of recently I would say in the last like 18 months that I finally like I, I was I I pared it down enough to the things that really, really, really bring me um, joy. And I still love playing with everybody that I can. Um, but now I'm much more like, much more selective about the opportunities that 
that come my way. It has to be with people that I really, really enjoy, or um, it has to be, you know, a really cool opportunity to do something or, you know, yeah, I'm just more selective, I guess, about it now. And I want to talk about that. So you started your own band. That's right. Yeah. Was that last year? Um, been longer than that. Yeah. Our first show was January of 2019. Yeah. So. Wow. So it's been mm-hmm. over a year. So you started Sugar Mill Slim. Yeah. And can you tell us about Sugar Mill Slim? Uh, Sugar Mill Slim is kind of, it's only been around a year, but it's, uh, it was something I wanted to do for a really, really, really long time, which was form a blues band um, with people who were really, really, really passionate about blues music and um, a band that I could sing and play harmonica for. Um, essentially, it was, was a group I could play harmonica for um, full time because I didn't have any other projects like that. And I, but harmonica, I think of all the instruments that I know how to do or know how to play is the one that it's like kind of speaks the most to my heart. Yeah. So I, 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 and it, let me just say, Anders is so talented on so many different instruments, very multi-talented instrumentalists. And like I said, we've been in so many different bands together with you playing different instruments, but I'll never forget the time um, when you were playing in Summer Twins. This was after you had switched from drums that to keyboards, yeah. to keyboards. And then we thought, oh, why don't we bring you on for harmonica yeah. on a song? And I just will never forget the first time or the first few times I saw you rip a solo on the harmonica you just became this whole other person it was like this like fire inside of you and you you know i tend to see you as sort of somewhat of like a quiet person sometimes Mm -hmm. i think um or you know you're you're inward sometimes i think you don't um speak unless you have something to say or like from the outside, from someone who doesn't know you as well, you can be seen as somewhat of like, you know, just like a chill person. Yeah. Uh, Deep, I think like, that's fair. It was like, like I said, this fire that just came out of you and you just like transformed into something else when you played harmonica. And that was just so amazing. Like that's truly one of your superpowers. And so Thank I you. think that like in starting Sugar Mill Slim, like, I feel like I've watched you go from playing in the background in many bands and mm-hmm. always, even then, you always shine and show up super stylish and, you know, you always bring your own flavor to the band. But seeing you as the front person in your band, I just, it was like experiencing you in a way that I had never seen you shine before and it was just so incredible thank you so much Chelsea that I mean that seriously coming from coming from you um I mean that means so much genuinely 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 like I think um I got really lucky when I formed Sugar Mill Slim in that 
I had as a side person, as somebody slightly more in the background, a lot of projects, I got to um, learn from a lot of really great band leaders. And uh, I count you as one of them, like somebody that's just very clear about, very clear about their vision and very, um, oh, what's kind of, this more than hardworking, just passionate about it, and uh, and doesn't let anything like uh, stop them. I guess I th- I've, I took a lot of inspiration just from being in a, being in band with you, uh, being in Summer Twins with you, like seeing how like stead- steely eyed you were about like what it is you wanted, and um, that that so that I I very thankful and grateful for my experience in summer twins it, it really shaped helped me shape uh what it is i wanted to do awesome mm. Aww, that's so sweet and so i wanted to ask you about that because you said that your vision for this band was a vision you've had for a long time mm-hmm. what was it that finally sparked um like what was it that made you finally do it? Were there certain fears that were holding you back that you had to get over? What was it in you that was just like, all right, now's the time to just finally do this? Uh, it was a, it was a cup. It was, it was three things, I guess, actually, now that I think about it. One was, um, I got offered, got offered an opportunity to buy this blues promoter to play at this club in the Valley. That was a really popular blues hangout. Uh, he said, he saw me play and he was like, if you put together a band, um, I want you to play, uh, you guys can play here, uh, but you have to get together a band first. And then at the same time I met uh, my former musical partner, uh, who is this amazing uh, blues guitar? You remember Luca? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was this amazing blues guitar player. Um, and that so so when I said like I wanted to find people who are passionate about blues music, um, he was that part of the equation for me. Um, and then three, it was um, really deciding that really recognizing that I had the ability um, just as much as anybody to follow my own specific musical vision, I guess. Um, I always just considered myself a side man um, and somebody who could help other people realize their visions, which I still enjoy doing very much so. Um, but I recognized that I did have a, a vision for something that was worth following, um, if for no other reason than, uh, than, than if I, then if I didn't do it, if I never did it, then I'd always be questioning whether I should have. So I recognized that that was reason enough to do it at least one for one show um that was that was i think the biggest 
that was the biggest hurdle I think was just recognizing that I could do this and that there was not 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 in any like grandiose like oh I'm so like whatever um it was just like I have just as much ability to do this as um virtually any other uh virtual uh, musician who wants to um you know and there's no reason why I shouldn't follow this and it's so cool because like I can't remember if I was at your first show but I was at one of the first I think you were at the first show actually Okay. okay so this is the one that I'm thinking of like, I just can't believe, okay, seeing you play at your first show, again, you were just like this whole other persona, and you had so much presence and confidence and, like, sass and attitude on stage, and I just loved it so much, and I just felt like I was seeing this whole other side of you that, again, had been there all along, mm-hmm. but was maybe just waiting for the right opportunity to, like, break out and it's it's just so cool because I feel like it's taken me years to get to that point where I'm still working on it you know feeling comfortable and confident on stage and just like owning it and so I've been so inspired by seeing you perform like you're just such an awesome performer and I've talked to you about this before um tell me a little bit about Sugar Mill Slim is this like your alter ego uh, do you take on another persona when you're getting on stage? What gets you in that mindset and like that confidence? A very, um, I would say more so than not. Yeah, I very much think of Sugar Mill Slim as like a, um, as somebody else kind of, somebody that only exists on stage. Um, it's really it's it's really even hard to keep that mentality when i uh when i get off when i'm when we're done performing it's it's hard to keep that mentality so when i'm when i'm performing yeah i sugar mill slim is very much a different person uh he has like different instincts um his posture is a little different um uh his uh sorry the cadence of his speech is a little different um these are all all things that are kind of unconscious um but i think when i was forming this band and recognizing that i was gonna have to be performing in front of people i kind of realized that uh that if i were to do it if andres the source were to do it he wouldn't be as uh, I, I guess just um he wouldn't be able to convey the message that i've thought i, I guess it's like andres the source had a message and andres the source wanted to use another person to uh convey that message and and i think sugar mill slim the character that's on stage uh is is that vehicle i guess is that almost i think of it's almost like like sugar mill slim the character is almost like an an instrument uh, a way a way to 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 say something i guess 
that I have it to say, but that's the 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 instrument that I use to say it, I suppose. I love the way you put that. And so what would you say is the message? <clears throat> uh, I think the message with Sugar Mill Slim is that It's a, it, yeah, I, I, on a base level, Sugar Mill Slim is trying to entertain and make people, let people have a good time. So it's, it, on, on a base, very basic level, it's have a good time all the time. Yes. <laughs> but I think, I think a little beyond that, it's, uh, it's a, it's a message of, um, um, empowerment i think and it's a message of deciding of being conscious about who you want to be and recognizing that you have the ability to decide who you want to be and that you don't have to you know, you're, you are not your, you're not your emotions, you're not your fears, you're not your, um, uh, your, your irrational thoughts, uh, you, those are all things that you have, but you aren't them, you are whoever you choose to be, uh, and it's just being, I guess the message is just you can decide whoever you want to be. That's kind of how I see it. I love that. That was so beautiful. The way you put that on there. So I beautiful. appreciate it. Thank you. I'm about to cry over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's yeah, that yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm glad I I'm glad I was able to verbalize that. And I'm yeah. Glad. Yeah. It it really is. I feel that empowerment coming through with sugar mill slim when i see you when i see you perform thank uh, you that means a lot your inspirations like i know you're into david bowie i saw you mm -hmm. post about little richard recently with his passing yeah some of the people that inspired you and your persona um bowie's a really big one because of um the way he adapted different like characters and different personas throughout his career that's a really big one um little richard yeah like you said for his uh his showmanship and the way he brought um he he just got brought everybody into that party i kind of with him um prince is another one prince is somebody who i like as a performer i think is just somebody who is like uh very 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 I, I, i'm really inspired by by performers that just draw you in and you like you really feel like you are experiencing like they, they take you to another world i guess they like you you're in that performer's universe that they have created and i think yeah prince was somebody like that was a really big one for me. Um, I love uh, that about bringing them into your world. Cause yeah. I, I feel that way. I've always had that philosophy with my band. Um, I love that. I love like when you like, 
um, when I've seen you perform and you come on and you you uh, have lit your lighting incense. Oh yeah, the Palo Santo. Yeah, the Palo Santo. Exactly. I love. I think that's so <laughs> cool. Like I, I feel like now I'm like in the Chelsea Rose, like uh, almost like like this womb like world where everything is kind of like it's very like kind of dreamy and kind of like uh, mysterious and like it's but also like I feel very invited to oh, like I'm I really enjoy I that. love that yeah I've always like had this desire to create not just music and not just a band but yeah like a whole world yeah like bring I, I think that's so cool oh I'm just like I'm obsessed with that idea you know I want if I had an unlimited budget, I'd have like stage outfits. I have sketches for dresses I want to make. I'd have stage props. I'd have like, I love um, having like an interactive aspect where people can feel like they're a part of the show. Cause I always try and remind the audience when I do play shows, like they're just as much a part of the show as I am. If Absolutely. they were there, it wouldn't be a show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's in, that's, I think so important there's such an important um message to communicate to the audience is that uh that it's not a one-way street it's not just the audience is drawing something from the performer it's every bit as much the reverse uh the performer is like absorbing uh, the energy from the audience too and it's it's when it's great it's just this incredible i get such a high from like a receptive enthusiastic audience like when it's that great back and forth it's just the best feeling in the world it's like it's like worshiping mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it, it feels like some sort of like um like a divine experience yeah exactly like sanctified or something like that it's really really it's really special when it's good it truly is on that note i would love to ask you about like religion and spirituality and where what's your background like what are your in a nutshell like general beliefs and also like has that changed during this time of quarantine? Mm. I, well, so I was raised um, very, we were very Christian. We went to church every Sunday. I went to youth group every Wednesday. Um, I knew all the, I went to, you would go to, yeah, every Sunday it was Sunday school in the morning. And then you'd go to church, like like the act, like church with your parents. Uh, we everything was centered around that. That's how I grew up. Um, uh, I and I still hold, I think, a lot of those, the the best parts of those years, uh, very much in my heart. Like I, I still like. I don't know how I would classify. I don't think I could classify my belief system now really, or with like uh, a one particular word, but I still hold a lot of like the um, uh, Judeo-Christian sort of beliefs. Um, I remember that you would bring a Bible with you on tour. 
Yeah. And I thought that was so cool because like, you know, it's like a big heavy book, but you would always have it like in your little, your book sack, you know, so you could read it before bed or in the morning. And I just, I always thought that was really cool. I, yeah, I still draw a lot of inspiration from the Bible. Um, you know, there's obviously, it's obviously like most religions that have been around for as long as Christianity has, um, there's obviously going to be, there's problematic parts and not everything you can take at face value. But uh, I still try, like, when I think of, like, I guess when I think of, like, the life that uh, that Jesus Christ led and whatnot, I, I, I still draw a lot of inspiration from that. And I think, like, his overall message of love and acceptance, which I think gets, I think that message that he had or that Jesus had, I think gets, I, it's, it's no understatement. Uh, sorry, it's it's no overstatement, I guess, to say that it gets diluted very mm-hmm. quickly by a lot of people, um, by a, in a lot of ways, sadly. But I think at its core, it's still a very universal message that I still like abs- ascribe to. And yeah, I, I that's right. I forgot I'd I'd bring my Bible on tour. That was yeah, that was it was very um comforting uh and source of peace because in in this because touring can get hectic mm-hmm. uh, and stressful at times but having that there almost like a little like anchor uh brought a lot of comfort and peace i think i love that something to kind of ground into while you're just moving traveling and all over the place yeah touring can be very uprooting mm-hmm. it's important to like find those ways to stay centered and stay grounded very much so i think that's that was that that's kind of what i what it was for me was just a way to center myself and stay grounded um and, and you asked it like has it changed during quarantine i guess the question is how are you staying grounded in Mm. quarantine that's a really that's i think for me right now the way i'm staying grounded honestly is kind of i'm thinking about it because because i i do feel very even with as crazy as things have been and, and wild, I still do feel very like pretty centered. Um, I'm really f- fortunate in a lot of ways. Uh, I think, I think I'm feeling grounded and centered because I, I have, I have right now in a way, I'm pretty fortunate in that I know who I am, I guess. I feel like I know who I am better now, especially over the last, as a result of the last, like forming my own band um, and recognizing that that's something that's really important to me. I feel more close to myself than I maybe even ever have. Wow. I, I'm, and I say that, and I'm kind of recognizing that right now in a way, 
I really do feel just, and that's not to say that I don't have a thousand ways that I can grow and improve. And obviously everybody is a work in progress. Um, but I really do, I feel very, I've, I think this quarantine, I don't, I, I feel bad saying, calling it a blessing because I know that it's so hard for so many groups and segments of society and it's a major struggle for the entire planet. Um, but I guess the silver lining in all of that is, for me anyway, the blessing that I'm taking away from it is that I, I have had an opportunity to get to know myself in a way that, um, that, that I, I don't know that I would have otherwise. And I, I feel very stable in who I am right now. And I recognize the things that I need to improve and grow on. And I'm sure I'll discover more ways that I need to grow, but I, yeah, that's kind of how I'm staying grounded right now is I, I feel very much like I know myself. That's which, yeah. I'm very, I'm, that's crazy to say that now, like I'm literally just recognizing that <laughs> in a way kind of right now. Yeah. I love that. Hmm. I feel like I'm definitely getting to know myself. Like I've been on the journey. I feel like, this journey of getting to know myself and like forming my spiritual beliefs for like two years or so, you know, mm -hmm. learning meditation and um, learning how to do some inner work. But yeah, it's definitely been intensified Yeah. in this time. And yeah, again, we just like, we can't run away from our demons. There's nowhere to hide. There's no distractions. Exactly. Us from seeing those parts of ourselves that we maybe didn't want to recognize or deal with before. Um, I agree. It is very, it's very difficult, but I agree. It's really is truly a blessing to be able to look at those parts of myself and, and work on myself and just try to be who I want to be. You know. I think that that's 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 all any of us can really really do. I think is just use this opportunity to really try to be um, get closer to who we want to be now. Like we have an opportunity to like think about the ideal version of ourselves, I guess, mm -hmm. and ways in which we can get closer to that ideal um you know sometimes like even there's even such thing as like having productive distractions and we don't even have those right now so like now we just all we have is the time um and solitude to delve deep and delve deeper maybe than 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 we have ever before individu as individuals. Yeah, totally. Now this looks like a pretty big pivot, but I wanna talk to you a little bit about fashion. Mm. I feel like, you know, we've had conversations about this before. Very. And we even made a little video. That's right. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. We made a video Please back- Please do, I love that video. That's like yeah. one of my 
favorite memories. It was so fun. We went in Anders' room and he picked out outfits and he like showed us his closet and his shoe collection and his favorite outfits. And you've always just been like so creative with your style. I think that's one of the first things I noticed about you. And as someone who also styles very important to me mm-hmm. and expression, uh, I love that about you. And I just wanted to hear a little bit about what fashion is to you and what it means to you and how you express yourself. Oh man, I, gosh, um, fashion to me is just, it's, it's the most fun way to express myself, I guess. I, I, I just think of it as just, um, this really joyful way that I can express myself. Like I, I, music music is how my first and foremost way of expressing myself that I put a lot of like um a lot of attention a lot of focus on the details and like there's a lot of inherent pressure with that with uh I guess with fashion to me it's just like I I don't feel any inhibition uh to um experiment and try different things and I don't, I, I'm just, I'm obsessed with color and I'm obsessed with patterns and the way things fit and finding some sort of symmetry in an outfit. Uh, All those things are just, just really like fun and exciting to me. And like, that really shows to the playfulness. Yeah. Dress like, you know, sometimes you would show up wearing like cowboy boots and a scarf. And then another time you'd be wearing like a faux fur coat and like some kind of hat or like rings or like different colorful scarves or suspenders and different colored shoes. Like, I just love how playful you are in your dressing. And I also love like how you're androgynous in that you mix men's and women's clothes in a way that's just so, like you said, you have no inhibitions. Like there's no rules. So you throw out all the rules. And I think that's so awesome. I think that's like the, the best way to do. I don't think there, there needs to be any, certainly when it comes to, um, uh, you know, what's men's clothes and what's women's clothes. I think those we are living in a time now when those lines have become almost non-existent. Um, and I'm so excited about that, actually. I think that fashion now has evolved to a point where obviously there's still men's and there's still women's clothes, but I think we're seeing the very quick rise of um, uh, and, and androgynism and yeah. that in style and fashion and um i i guess to me yeah like it's like is this is this something that i find to be really exciting like like is this a piece of is this an article of clothing that i think is cool uh because of the fit or because of the color or because of some sort of design on it then yeah it doesn't it doesn't need to be a men's clothes or it doesn't need to be women's clothes or I don't those hang-ups to me uh, are just that they're hang-ups and they don't need to be 
anything that I give any uh, credence to, I guess. I love that. And do you feel like that speaks to you on a personal level too? Because I feel like with you, you kind of have this vibe where you sort of like have a very feminine side and a very masculine side or, you know, androgynous, like, again, the lines are blurred. And I think I've always found that so fascinating about you. Like, I've probably said this to you before, but I consider you to be like one of my muses. Anders is also an amazing model. Like you just have this amazing look. And as I've, um, you know, grown as a photographer, I've always loved shooting you because just you have this like grace and this elegance about you. My God, I've, I really, thank you so much, Chelsea. Um, yeah, I very much so. I, I, I very much identify kind of, I think very much in, as far as I guess the gender spectrum goes, I very much identify as kind of right in the middle. Like I don't really think of myself one way or the other. Um, it's just how it's, it, I mean, gosh, sometimes it varies on the day. Um, there, and like, I like, being able to uh, uh, express myself depending on how I'm feeling that day. Maybe I am feeling a little more feminine this day and I can express myself uh, that, I can express that feeling inside of me uh, kind of through the clothes that I'm wearing. Or, um, or maybe this day I'm feeling like a little more masculine and i i can wear um you know uh, a really rugged pair of jeans or something like that and and then just it it allows me to um kind of explore that whole range um honestly and i mean really like recognizing from the realization i guess that i didn't really uh, i don't really feel like I'm on one end of the spectrum or lean one way or the other, uh, I think kind of came through fashion actually in a way it, it all, they all kind of tie together. Like I, I think recognizing that, that I felt equally comfortable, uh, or, or I guess having the opportunity through fashion and through style to explore the more, um, I guess, feminine side of me, like rec helped me realize that I don't really, I don't swing one way uh, or the other on, in a general sense. Um, that's been something that, yeah, I kind of discovered about myself through fashion in a way. That's so cool. And I just have to say, like, you rock a sweater dress mm. like no other. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is one of my, I, you know, it's funny. Not everybody, I've gotten, I've gotten, uh, we'll call them critiques from people about saying that, that that's like, that's one of the more polarizing things that I wear. But I just, I love how they, there's certain things that I just, I really, I feel really comfortable in and I feel like I'm just, the truest 
iteration of myself in and the yeah, sweater dresses. Dude, you just work them. Like I've never been able to pull off the sweater dress, but I remember, I can't even remember where we were, but once we were on tour and I can't remember if you found it, we, we would stop at thrift stores a lot. If you found it on the mm-hmm. tour, if it was something you already had that you brought, but it was that blue sweater, yeah. like the lightning yeah. bolt. Exactly. And we pulled off to get gas. And this was like when I was kind of new to photography, but I was super into it. And I brought my camera on tour and we just did like a really quick little photo shoot, like off to the side of the gas station. Remember that? Yeah. Cause there was that one, I don't remember what it was, but it was like some sort of like installation that had that like, multicolored wall yeah and i and then but we also did it right there at the gas station too i i mean that was that that was um yeah i i gosh that was one of the first like that was like one of the first first of many photo shoots i feel like that you and i did together Mm -hmm. that That was was so fun i just loved that you were always down yeah like you were like my partner in crime where because especially when you're touring there's just like photo ops all over the place and i feel like one of my specialties is like seeing the color of your dress and then looking over and seeing the color of that wall and Mm -hmm. how the shapes or the colors play in and just being like this is a perfect fit like we need to shoot this right now and then you know you have other people are like all right guys we gotta go like you know, we got to make it to sound check. Like, let's be quick. But you were always my partner in crime and being like, okay, we have five minutes. Like, let's run over there and shoot this really fast. <laughs> I, I, I totally, I, gosh, I really do miss that, actually. I really do miss, like, there was just so much, there was something so, like, uh, the spontaneity of the that moment where it was like, we're never going to be in this exact spot ever again we need to like this this we we captured a lot of very singular moments i guess is kind of how i think of it yeah like like there's a lot of like very as a result of those photos i have these these very very distinct memories of those tours that we did together um that i i don't know that i would have otherwise if i didn't have something to look back on mm-hmm. um, yeah i was always really really amazed I, I learned a lot of i i learned a lot about like recognizing um like like colors i think through you like the way you would like be able to pick up on like oh uh you know something like the pink in something that i was wearing matched or worked really well with uh, a certain color on a wall or maybe uh, a certain shade of a flower that was out there in nature and like see finding the um, the synchronicity between those two things i learned yeah a lot from you i think oh that was so fun that was really fun we had really so many great times on tour wasn't it yeah those are just really like really special times i miss that me too i really do well before we wrap up we've been on here for a while now but this is great like i said conversations are always great with you yeah me Um, too i feel that way i wanted to ask you if you have any secret talents that um you know most people might not know about i'm trying to think i I can can think of one 
I won't mention it, but I want to hear what you have to say first. A secret talent. I'm trying to think of like, so the, <laughs> I don't know that I would call it a talent, but I can say the alphabet backwards off of what? memory. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's a talent. I can't do that. That I can, I can do that. Um, I don't know if you want me to do it or not necessarily, <laughs> but um, uh, so there's that. Um, I'm trying to think. I've been one nice thing about quarantine is I've been getting into cooking, which is I, so again not much of a talent yet. I'm still just on the very basics of it, but um, I think that's a been a big one. I don't know. I'm really curious. Have, what's the uh, one? Have you cooked anything spicy? We oh, I see what you see. I see where you're going with this. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, yes. Yes, we make oh. a lot of spicy food here. Oh my gosh. Anders has this, and I call it a talent because it's just amazing. You have this amazing ability to eat the spiciest things. Like, straight up, he can take a bite out of a chili pepper. Mm -hmm. And not only handle it, but like you love it. <laughs> it's just so incredible to me. <laughs> it's such a, it, I, I, I don't know. There's something about like the thrill of it. It's kind of like, like, <laughs> like I, it's the um, uh, taste equivalent of a roller coaster to me. It's like, oh my God, it's just, it's exciting. And you're kind of like, you're a little afraid for your life or you're afraid for your well-being, but you also kind of know it's in a relatively controlled en environment. And uh, yeah, that's right. We, you, you've seen, you've seen <laughs> the Anders signature sweat. It's really. And I think that's, that's probably how you're able to handle it. But man, I've just, I've never seen anyone able to eat the spiciest peppers and foods and, you were always on the search for like the spiciest salsa you could find. And yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, there, I'm, I'm lucky in that I think I've just, I've got a really strong stomach. I don't, I, I don't know. I, it might, it might, it might come back to haunt me like when I'm older or something <laughs> like that. We'll, we'll find out. But uh, yeah, I just, I love, I, a lot of people say that like when it gets so spicy, they can't taste the flavor. And I, I somewhat understand that, but to me, I like with, if it, if it's really, really good, like some spices and some sauces and sauces are made to just be hot. And, um, and that they're almost, it's more of like a novelty experience, I think at that point, but like, the flavor of some of these really, really, really intense peppers and uh, spices is just so strong and um, savory and uh, zesty. I guess that uh, that's that's honestly what I what I get a, the biggest thrill out of is just the the flavor of them. They're so good. I love that. Well, it suits you well. You, you. spicy, beautiful being. Appreciate that, Chelsea. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, okay. Where can people find you online? Um, so the best way to probably find me, uh, Sugar Mill Slim, if you were on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, uh, yeah, just 
facebook.com slash sugarmillslim and then again on instagram uh, and twitter and youtube um uh and then we should barring yeah we've got everything lined up for this album release i'm just kind of waiting for things to i don't know that things will ever get back to normal or what was normal but uh you know just kind of waiting out the quarantine and then yeah then then our album is going to come out this year so i'm so excited for the album yeah me too i'm really really excited for that too it's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna thank be really you cool. so much anders it was thank so you nice so much, Chelsea. You and talking to you this was an absolute thrill i had a, a total joy thank you so much for for including me in this of course all right well take care you too i'll see you soon yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you feel inspired to just get creative and just throw out the rules and just do your thing. While listening to this episode, I put together a collection of the photographs that I've taken of Anders and just some fun memories and the video we made of him in his closet and his style and his fashion. So I will put that link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. And thanks so much for tuning in. I will connect with you guys next time. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-F-E-D-C-B-A.